You're listening to the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast, your source for tips and tricks on building wealth through real estate in Connecticut. You will get the best techniques from leading local experts in real estate and lending. Now, here's your host, Robert Weinberg. Good Saturday to you, everybody. Welcome to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast, along with Rob Weinberg. I'm Gary Byron. Rob, good morning to you there, Good brother. morning. How you doing, Gary? <sighs> you know, listen, I'm, I'm still doing my best to try to hang in there over here. It's a daily struggle. You know what it's like. Yes. How are you, though? Yeah, same thing. Just going day by day here, trying to make it through to the nicer weather. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, join the club. You and me both there, yeah. my friend. Um, folks, there is an ebook. We've been talking about it uh, oh for the last several weeks. It's actually written by Rob Weinberg. It's called Mortgage Strategies for the New Millennium. Um, incidentally, you could go uh, to Amazon. You can actually buy the softcover book uh, if you'd like to. By all means, feel free to purchase the book. It's not expensive, but why buy something when you can get it absolutely free? So a little bit later on in the show, um, I'm going to tell you how you can obtain this book absolutely free of charge it's it's the ebook version um and i'll tell you all about it a little bit later on in the show um speaking of the book i think uh you know along those same lines i have a whole chapter in the book about mortgage acceleration well that's funny that's exactly where i was going with this and i've had so many inquiries on it lately and i know we talked maybe a year year and a half ago now Mm -hmm. about this topic but Things have changed. We got to freshen it up. Yeah. And like I said, a whole chapter in the book about it. And I want to really open people's eyes up to different ways that they can pay their mortgage off and whether it even makes sense to pay their mortgage off. Because some people just automatically think, I don't want a mortgage. How quickly can I get rid of it? But there is a paradigm shift you can have when you understand how the mortgage plays in with your financial plan, with your retirement, with your investments, where people step back and go, wait a second, I thought I wanted to pay my mortgage off. But now that I know this and that, maybe that's not my best bet. All right. So let's talk about mortgage acceleration. Let's. What are the reasons? What are the reasons that, that somebody would not want to pay off their mortgage? I think that we got to step back and look why mentally, emotionally, people don't want a mortgage. It's because it's a big monthly payment, right? The more you put on a mortgage, the less you have to spend other places. So we have to look at a mortgage, though, as part of your financial plan, like a 401k, IRA, investment. A mortgage is part of that. It's on the other side of the balance sheet. It's a liability, not an asset, but it can be an asset if you know how to use it. So why wouldn't you want to pay it off? Because of your financial planning, that's why. Because every extra dollar you put on that mortgage is a dollar you can't put extra on that 401k, investment account, business opportunity, whatever it may be. What is your mortgage rate? Answer that question right now. What rate are you paying on your mortgage? If you're like most American homeowners right now, you probably got a mortgage in the last couple of years or you refinanced in the last year or two. You might be paying a mortgage rate in the twos, threes, or fours. What are you getting on your investments? What interest are you getting? Is it more than two, three, or four? Well, it better be, or you need to hire a new financial advisor because the stock market has been up double, double digits the last several years. So everyone that didn't pay off their mortgage and put all that extra money in the stock market, 
they're sitting pretty right now because they didn't pay their mortgage off at two, three, four percent. They did put that money with their financial advisor, their stock portfolio, their IRA, their 401k, which is in equities and things like that. And they took the money that would have paid off something at a very low single digit and invested it somewhere that's getting them strong double digit returns. I think anyone would agree 15 to 20% returns are amazing. If you're a stock investor in 2020 and 2021, you cleaned up financially. Yes, there was volatility. Yes, there was negativity. Well, there's always Yes, there was problems. That's part of being a stock investor. That's part of being a long-term investor. If you were able to get through that tough time, if you were able to keep to your guns and stay with that financial plan and utilize what we're talking about, financially, you're in a way better spot now than you would have been had you paid off your mortgage and not put any money into your investments. So I think that's the number one reason why you don't want to pay off your mortgage. The other thing is, are you maxing out your retirement? If the answer is no, I don't care what returns you're getting. None of that matters. Put that extra money into your retirement fund until you're maxing it out. We all know there are limitations on a 401k. You can't put 100000 a year in your tax deferred plan and that sort of thing. IRAs, you can't put in unlimited amounts. There are limitations to all this, but are you maxing it out or not? If the answer is yes, fine. Then let's look at options of of accelerating your mortgage. If the answer is no, and most people are not maxing out their retirement plan, well, then there's where you should be putting your extra money. Why are you thinking about paying your house off? Think about your retirement. The $1 you put in today can be five, 10, 15, twenty dollars by the time you retire, depending on your age and your risk. And the other thing wow. is cash flow needs. What are your cash flow needs? Are there student loans uh, that you need to support? Is there education coming up for your children that you need to start investing for or continue investing for? Is there debt that needs to be paid down? Like credit cards, like medical bills. Why would you pay off a mortgage again at a relatively low interest rate? Three, four, two, five, six. Doesn't matter. The other debt is more, right? Credit cards are 15, 20 plus. Student loans, some I've seen eight, 10%. Some car loans also in that eight, 10%. Why are you putting the mortgage money first as a priority? You should be paying all that extra money you have to these higher interest debt. And what I've just said here for the last couple minutes, I'm sure people's heads are spinning. They're going, gosh, what are you talking about? I never thought of that. But it makes total sense. This is what you're not being taught about in school. This is what you're not being taught about by your financial planner. This is what you're not being taught about by your real estate advisor. This is what this show is all about, is these opportunities. We want to shift your paradigm. We want to shift your mentality. Get away from the emotions. Make financial decisions logically right? Mm -hmm. When you make financial decisions emotionally, most of the time it doesn't end well. So take what we're saying and utilize it yourself. It may just completely shift your world. All right. But for those who want to pay off their home early, then what are the most common methods that are used? All right. So I think the the main thing that people are going to be thinking of when they go into looking at paying off their mortgage sooner is going to be making extra payments, making additional principal payments on their mortgage. So what that's going to entail is putting an extra $5, $10, $50, $500. That's, that's it. That's it. Some people put as little as 5 or $10. Uh, I know that doesn't seem like much, but $5 over a long period of time can make a huge difference. I always thought you had to double your payment. 
No, no, no. <laughs> I've had people put very small amounts extra. Like I said, you're talking about 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. Do the math. Even an extra $50 over a long period of time can make a huge difference. And that's what I would say the majority of people are actually doing when they want to accelerate their mortgage is they're just putting extra money on the principal. So if your mortgage payment is $1,500, and you send in $1,700, that extra $200, that extra margin you're putting on, that goes towards the principal of the mortgage. Like I said, some people it's a few dollars, some people it's hundreds, some people it's thousands of dollars a month going to that. But that's the most common way that people would accelerate their mortgages by putting those extra principal. The second thing is, especially lately, it's been really, really... Um, just really top of mind for people. It's been talked about so much in the news with the interest rates being historically low for so long and just now coming off those all-time lows, refinancing to accelerate your mortgage is it's in vogue. A lot of people have done it and are doing it. What I'm talking about is taking a 30-year mortgage, putting you onto a 15-year mortgage, taking a 20-year mortgage, putting you onto a 10-year mortgage or any variation you know thereof. The reason why you'd want to do that is because typically a lower term, a shorter mortgage is going to give you a lower interest rate. And even if it didn't, because the interest is paid over such a low period of time, you're going to actually pay less interest over the, the term of the loan. Again, whether it's 10, 20, 30 years. So that's huge. The last one that I want to the, hone in on right here is going to be biweekly payments. So there are services, there are people that offer the ability to make a biweekly payment. I'll tell you a trick on how you can do that actually even easier here in just a second. But what biweekly payments are all about is taking your mortgage payment, instead of paying it once a month, you're going to pay it every two weeks. What that's going to do is it's going to allow you to make an entire extra mortgage payment every single year. If you actually do the math, that means you're putting one extra payment per year on your loan. What will that do? Well, depending on your rate and what you owe... Typically, it'll take a 30-year mortgage and put you down around like 25, 26 years. So it does shave quite a bit of time off when you really look at what you're doing. The trick that I teach my clients is don't pay one of these third-party companies or your mortgage servicer money every month to do that bi-weekly. You can just take your current mortgage payment divided by 12 months. And then whatever that number that comes out there of your calculator, put that extra on your mortgage every month. You'll accomplish the exact same thing as a biweekly payment, and you don't have to pay anyone any fees. So like I said, whatever your mortgage payment is, plug it into a calculator, divided by 12, the number that comes out there, add that to your mortgage payment every month and watch your mortgage balance go down rapidly. All right. So if you've got a mortgage of, of, of let's say, $1,500, just keep it easy, um, a month, and you go bi-weekly right if you, if you go every other right, week right right are, are you paying the fifteen hundred dollars every other week or are you taking that fifteen hundred dollars and splitting it in half and that's and making that payment yeah so you're paying the fifteen hundred dollars split in half and making it every other week okay so, but, so there's really no difference between that and paying fifteen hundred dollars a month whether you pay there is because 750 every no, other week because or it's bi-weekly that's the difference is there's 52 weeks in the year. Right. If you do the math on a biweekly, you're paying 26 payments, but there's only 24. You see, 24. The other question weeks. I had was, all right, let's say uh, I'm, I'm paying monthly and it's $1,500, and I send in $1,800. Does the bank sit there and go, oh, they, they what is this? They don't have to pay. They, oh, just oh, Marge, take that $300 and just apply it to next month. Um, 
so they don't they owe fifteen hundred dollars. They'll owe twelve. I've seen some sneaky banks do that. The reason that happens is because if you just send in a check and you don't tell them where to put it. They'll put it in escrow. They'll put it in what's so, called in suspense. So the, here's the trick right, behind that. Write a sticky that. note on it or something? First or, of or? all, most people nowadays are not paying their mortgage by check. They're oh. paying it online or they're paying it over the phone, okay? So realize that. But if you're someone that sends a check, you need to actually write in there principal pay, extra principal payment. Or on the payment coupon, it'll say additional principal. Okay. You want to put that extra amount in there, okay? Yep. That will ensure that that money goes to the extra principal. Otherwise, I have heard of times where it will either go in your escrow account with your tax and insurance, or they'll put it in suspense because they don't know where to put it. So they'll suspend that money and just sit there until you tell them what to do with it. If they're nice, maybe they'll send you a note in the mail and say, hey, we have this extra money. We didn't know what to do with it. But every single online payment system and every single payment system at all, even if you're paying over the phone, you can specifically put in there additional principal and tell them that amount. If you elect that additional principal box and check that off, then what you need to understand is they will put it to the right place, but you do need to instruct them on exactly where to put it. All right. Uh, can you talk about a few uh, unconventional or maybe outside of the box strategies to pay off your mortgage early? I mean, you obviously making extra payments. Sure. I mean, Those that's... are the ones everyone knows. Let's talk about the ones people don't know. Yeah. So, and again, talk about this whole chapter in the book, the HELOC method. The HELOC method is an all-in-one account. It's used in Australia as an all-in-one loan. It's where we combine your checking, your savings, and your mortgage into one account. This is for people that have a lot of extra cash flow, their expenses are low, they have a lot of money coming in every month, and they start using a home equity line of credit as a checking account, which therefore lowers the balance, it cancels interest, and it lowers the amount that you're charged every month on your interest. It's a complicated strategy. I've used it myself. It's amazing. It works. It's for somebody, again, high cash flow, self-employed, it, it works great for, or people with irregular cash flow. One month they make 80 grand, the next month they make five grand. HELOC method can be great if you're interested. Tons of information about that method online. It's called, again, all-in-one mortgage, the money merge account, cash flow banking, infinite banking. There's a lot of velocity banking. These are all terms you can plug in and find out more. So that's number one as an unconventional. Almost nobody knows about this. Hmm. Even CPAs and financial advisors don't understand and don't use these methods. Maybe they heard about it and didn't understand it and wrote it off. I'm telling you right now, my most sophisticated clients, my highest net worth clients, they are using this strategy. So if that sounds like you or where you want to be, go check it out. I know we're limited on time. Next one's going to be debt consolidation. So we've talked about debt consolidation. How can you use debt consolidation, though, to pay off your house early? Let me tell you exactly how. You use the excess cash flow, or what we call the margin, from the debt consolidation to pay off your mortgage early. So here's what I'm talking about. <clears throat> Excuse me. You do a refinance. You consolidate a bunch of your debt. You're saving $800 a month. Where does that $800 a month go? If we take that $800 a month and put it back on your new mortgage, you can pay off your 30-year mortgage maybe in a half or even a third of the time without changing your cash flow. We're just taking the money that was going to credit card debt, personal loans, other debt, redirecting that onto your mortgage. This is amazing, phenomenal. It works every time. It just takes discipline to be able to do it. And of course, you need to be able to do a debt consolidation refinance to catapult this strategy to really pivot to make this a reality because you're probably thinking, where am I going to come up with that money? 
that the place that you come up with that money is the refinancing, whether it be debt consolidation or any other type of refinancing that's going to create all this extra cash flow. You need to make sure you utilize that cash flow. You don't let it evaporate. You want to put it back on the mortgage. That's how you can use debt consolidation refi to pay off your mortgage in a half of the third of the time. Some even less. I've had people pay off their mortgages in five years or less on a 30-year mortgage using this strategy. What about proper like refinancing strategies to assist in paying off your your, your home quicker? Sure. You talk about, you talk about uh, refinancing strategies all the time, but how would it apply to this? Yeah, so... If we look at refinancing, especially which has been so just so top of mind lately with the rates and the market the way it is, if we reduce your mortgage payment by a couple hundred dollars a month, where's that money going? Again, are you putting it in investments? Are you putting it in retirement? Where are you putting that money? Put it on your mortgage. What if you took a 30-year mortgage and then took the $200 you're saving and put it on that 30-year mortgage? Maybe now you'll pay it off in 21 or 22 years, again, depending on the interest, depending on your circumstance. So that's a huge one people don't think about is just keep making the same payment you were used to at a lower interest rate, at a lower minimum, and accelerate the term of that loan. The next thing is the term reduction I mentioned earlier. So refinancing into a 15-year mortgage, into a 10-year mortgage, when you had a lot longer timeline before, that can help you reduce that. I have people right now that have 20, 25 years and they're going to 15-year mortgages. Their payments aren't really going up that much. That's huge. And even if it does go up, sometimes you'd be surprised if you're lowering your rate from like 4% to 3% or 5% to 3.5 or 4 just that reduction in interest can make it so there's not a big payment shock. A lot of people think, well, 15-year mortgage and I have a 30, my payment's going to be double. That is not correct. Get with a mortgage advisor, get the advice, get the numbers on paper and see for you what it's actually going to mean for your particular situation. And then the one I just talked about, the debt consolidation, whether you use that to accelerate the term of the loan or maybe you take that 800 plus a month you were saving and put that in retirement. You know, one really advanced strategy is, especially if you're younger, is take all that extra money that you're saving, put that in an investment account, a 401k or somewhere else where it can grow and grow. And then something called a freedom point. When do you hit the freedom point? What a freedom point is, is when does your investment balance equal or exceed your mortgage balance? OK, so when you have half a million in your 401k and you only owe only you only owe 400000 on your home, you're at the freedom point. You could stroke a check uh -huh. or withdraw that money and you could actually pay your home off. Now you're starting to see these unconventional methods, these refinance methods, they're huge and nobody's using them. Well, it depends on your financial status, I, I would imagine. Sure. Folks, you are listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast along with Rob Weinberg. I'm Gary Byron. I want to remind you more towards the end of the show uh, if you'd like to obtain a free book written by Rob Weinberg, it's entitled Mortgage Strategies for the New Millennium. There is a way that you can obtain the e-version of this book. I'm going to give you all the details on how you can how you can obtain this book at the end of the show. Incidentally, uh, if you'd like to go online, you can check out uh, the www.connecticutmortgagelending.com. Check out some more information on uh, Rob Weinberg and all he has to offer. And again... I'll give you some details on how you can obtain this ebook, as well as phone numbers and email addresses, all the fun stuff, uh, just uh, in a few minutes from now. Rob, what are the biggest mistakes that people make when considering to pay down? You've been talking about paying down or maybe even 
pay off your mortgage, but people are making mistakes. You mentioned something earlier. Look at the percentage rate. Yes. You know, if you're getting only 3% on your home, even 4 or 5% on your mm-hmm. home, but your credit cards are 19 or 20%, there's some common sense right there. You're going to want to take care of the higher interest rate. But well, that's be... the big mistake. Yeah. That is the big mistake is I'm, people I'm learning prioritizing paying their mortgage off over other things that they should be doing. So let's reiterate what are the things that you should be doing with your personal finances. Number one is fully funding your retirement account. I don't care if you're 22 years old, 32, 52. You need to be maxing out your retirement account. I think any financial advisor would agree that's a great place to start. And when I say maxing out, I'm talking about going all the way to the limit. I think the limit this year is like 19500 maybe even $20,000 in a 401k. So if you're not putting all that money in, then that is the first thing you should be doing. If you put an extra $100 on your mortgage and you're not maxing out your retirement, then you're you're prioritizing incorrectly. So that's the first place I want to talk about. If you are already maxing out your 401k, great. What's the next tier? Your taxable brokerage account, your investment account. I'm talking about like your TD Ameritrade, your Fidelity, your Vanguard. All these different places that you can get a brokerage account where you can buy stocks, bonds, and mutual funds, ETFs. You know, there's some great options out there. On top of your retirement, you want to have a taxable brokerage account where you can gain access to money and buy and sell these types of things. Not for day trading or anything risky, but just to create an additional financial portfolio to have money growing for you. So if you are already maxing out your retirement, then what are you putting into your investment account? How much money did you make on your investment account last year in a, in a percentage basis? What was your return? Now, let's look at debt. What debt do you have? What's the interest rate on your debt? Do you have credit card debt, medical bills, student loans, auto loans? What's the interest rate on all those debts? Write it down. Create a list. Every single debt you have, biggest to smallest, what's the balance? What's the rate? If the rate on any of those debts is higher than your mortgage rate, you should be putting your money on those debts. That's where that money should be going. Only when those debts are wiped out that are higher than the mortgage would I recommend starting to look at actually paying that mortgage off. Fully funded retirement, tons of money in your investment accounts, no debt. Now we can talk about paying down or paying off your mortgage. Until then, you're making a big mistake. Interesting. Great answer. Um, <laughs> talk about mistakes. I would imagine, and you, you listen, you, I mean, you, talk to, you talk to everybody. You, you've seen people make mistakes of all sizes. But what is a big mistake that people make after they have paid uh, that that, that after they have had their home paid for, right? I mean, yeah. there's people that still make So many people make mistakes. a mistake because they pay their house off and they feel like, I've made it financially. I've always wanted to pay my house off. It's paid off. I don't have a mortgage payment. I'm in a great spot. Then they realize when something comes up, I thought my home paid off gave me financial security. But what it doesn't give you is liquidity. Where's all the money that you put into the house? How do you get access to that? Well, the answer is this is one area that I do recommend taking a small line of credit on your home. And I only recommend that because it gives you liquidity. If you have a financial emergency, if you have a paid off home, you can probably pretty easily get a line of credit against your home for $25,000, 50000 or $100,000. Use that as an emergency fund for an absolute emergency. If you keep it at a zero balance and you never use it, then you're not going to pay any interest. Banks maybe will charge you an annual fee of 50 bucks to keep it open. 
It's worth the $50 annual fee to have that liquidity. When you have a medical emergency, when you want to buy another property, when you want to go do something that you don't have money in the bank for, having the liquidity of that line of credit is huge. And it's been a godsend because I've seen so many people come to me that paid off their home five, 10 years ago, and financially they thought they made it until they needed access to that equity. Then they realized they didn't have it. So go get that line of credit when you don't need it. Go get that line of credit when you're able to, when you qualify, when you have decent credit and all the particulars are in order, then let it sit there and keep that money available for a rainy day. You'll be happy you did. <laughs> Great advice. I didn't think about stuff like that. Well, you know, and finally, because we are running out of time. We always, boy, my friend, this is what happens when you and I get together. Yes, here. sir. We, we run. We, the time just slides right back. Um, what questions should a homeowner ask before deciding whether paying off their mortgage is really the best financial move for them. Number one, are you maxing out all those retirement accounts? Yes or no. Do you have other debt that would benefit from being paid down? That's a higher priority to pay down than the mortgage. Main thing you want to look at there is the interest rate. Again, what's your mortgage rate? What's your other debt rate? Whatever has the higher rate, that's where you want to be putting the majority of that extra money. Next thing is, do you plan to stay in your home? during the entire duration of the mortgage term. So if you have like a 20-year mortgage, well, if you're going to move in five years, who cares about paying it off? <laughs> if you really plan on staying there long term and you want to have it completely paid for, it's understandable. But you need to look at that because a lot of people have long-term plans with their home. And if it doesn't rhyme with staying there for a really extended period of time, paying off your mortgage early is probably not the best bet. And then the last thing that you want to ask is, where's your cash flow? Is your cash flow in a position where you don't need access to the money that you're putting towards the mortgage? So do you have other savings? Do you have retirement and other investments put away for rainy days, for financial issues, for business opportunities and other things? If the answer is no, then step back and fund that before you pay your mortgage off. Because once you send that extra money into the mortgage company, there's only two ways to get access to it. You got to either borrow against it or sell your home. That's it. You can't just call the bank and say, hey, I gave you guys 100000 in extra payments over the last year. Now I don't have it anymore. So if you say to them, now I want it, I gave it to you. I want it back. They're going to tell you, sorry, we can't give it to you. We know that you've given us all this money. We know that you've paid your mortgage down substantially. And we know that you need it now, but that's not the way this works. It's a closed-end fixed mortgage. You can't take the money out. The only type of loan that's go in and go out is a home equity line of credit. There's pros and cons to those that we've covered before. But on a fixed, normal, closed-end mortgage, once the money goes in, it cannot go out. So make sure when you're making these big extra payments that it's actually going to benefit you and that you're prepared financially because you don't want to be the guy that pays off his home and is financially completely broke and doesn't have access to his money. You know, Rob, if there's anything to be taken from today's show is I, and I'm sure you hear this more than I do, but I, I've, I hear this often. I just want to pay off my house. You know, boy, that what a nut I would be getting. You know, I'd be getting rid of, you know, I, it's a, whatever it is, a thousand, fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars, whatever the mortgage happens to be, twenty five hundred. Mm -hmm. Boy, if I could just eliminate that, and you want, we talked about a lot over the last several weeks about misconceptions. Well, that's a huge one. You hit the nail right on the head when you start talking about, well, wouldn't you rather get rid of a, of a monthly nut that's got 20% interest? Those are credit cards. Eliminate that before you eliminate something with something that you're paying 4% on. Well, where'd that come from, though, is the Great Depression mentality. 
people back in the 1920s and 30s, the Great Depression, they could take your home. Now they can't. So where that emotionally oh. comes from is passed down from grandparents and parents. It's not the case anymore. Oh, great point. All right. I promised you, my friends, I did promise you something. I want to make good on it. Mortgage strategies for the new millennium written by this gentleman right to my left that you've been listening to all morning, Rob Weinberg. To get your free e-copy of this book right now, I want you to email mortgagemattersradioshow at gmail.com. Really, simply put your name and your address. And if you can include you know, how you listen to the show. Do you listen to it on the radio? And if you, Is it in the morning or in the afternoon? Or do you listen to the podcast? Please do this right now while it's fresh in your mind. Mortgagemattersradioshow at gmail.com. By the way, if you'd like to set up an appointment with Rob Weinberg, on a personal matter, I can't say I blame you. Write this phone number down, 860-413-3938. Again, 860-413-3938. Um, and if you're just looking for, you want to lurk around and poke around for some general information, check out their website at ConnecticutMortgageLending.com. Again, ConnecticutMortgageLending.com. For Rob Weinberg, I'm Gary Byron. Thank you so much for listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Podcast. Until next Saturday morning, have a... Thanks for listening. If you have questions about the information we've covered or would like to discuss mortgage financing for your situation, you can reach Robert Weinberg by visiting www.robgw.com.